Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Reading from Time Magazine. More than a trillion cicadas will be coming to the United States in an event that has not happened since Thomas Jefferson was president in 1803. Man, kind of a lot's happened since then. Uh, two adjacent broods of the red-eyed flying cicadas will emerge from the ground in April and residents in the Midwest and Southeast should brace themselves for a season of high-pitched buzzing. Joining us on the line right now is Gene Kritsky, Professor Emeritus of Biology at Mount St. Joseph University in Cincinnati, Ohio, and author of a book called A Tale of Two Broods. Professor, welcome to the show. Thanks for making time today. Glad to be here. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm getting excited about these cicadas. <laughs> I bet you are. <laughs> You're probably fired up about this. Okay, uh, Professor, why do cicadas live so long and they have this really unique emergence cycle? They come out of the ground every 17 years. Tell us about cicadas. Well, the periodical cicadas are one of the longest, the longest living uh, life cycle for all the insects in that particular species. There are some termites that can live up to 50 years, but uh, that's just for the queen. But the uh, periodical cicadas have either a 17 or a 13 year life cycle. And it's uh, the leading hypothesis right now is that, that that long life cycle evolved as a response to the first, the gradual cooling of the ice ages as the, as the, as the ice sheets are moving south. And then that, that created this long life cycle. And as they moved, as the glaciers retreated, uh, selection favored the inability of the broods to interbreed with each other. And so that resulted in these prime number life cycles of 17 or 13 years. And here the northern areas up in Illinois and Wisconsin, Iowa, and Indiana are going to have a 17-year life cycle. And the southern states, including northern Louisiana, will be seeing a 13-year cicada. Wow. Okay, so uh, what, what makes them come out? How do they know to do that? Well, they respond to uh, uh, temperatures of the soil. When the soil temperature reaches 64 degrees Fahrenheit, and then usually, from my experience, I've been doing this for 50 years now, uh, after a nice soaking rain, not a deluge, but a nice soaking rain, and that soil temperature at 64 degrees Fahrenheit, and that causes them to come out in massive numbers. Mm-hmm. And, and what do they do once they come out? Well, the first thing they do that first evening is they crawl up a vertical surface like a tree trunk, the side of the house, a fence, what have you. And uh, over a three-hour period, they transform from the nymphal stage, the last immature stage, to an adult cicada. They they literally, the adult cicada pulls itself out of the exoskeleton of the uh, last immature stage, mm. and they're all white that time. And then they, as they slowly darken, they also hard their exoskeleton, and uh, 
that produces the uh, the mature adult cicada, but they're not ready yet to start doing their work. They'll start then they'll climb up to the tops of trees, and they'll uh, stay there between four and five days. So they're continuing hardening their exoskeleton, and that's when they'll start to fly and start to sing. Did they ever screw it up and like come out early or late? Like they set their alarm clock wrong? Like they messed up the AM PM? They do. In fact, it's happened more often in the last uh, 24 years than we've we've had on record. Uh, really? a, a number of cicadas happened. Uh, in, for example, in the year 2000, uh, we had hundreds of thousands of cicadas emerge four years early here in Greater Cincinnati. That was the same that happened in 2020 in Chicago when when uh, thousands of cicadas came out four years ahead of schedule. And uh, uh, the, in both those instances, they came out in numbers large enough to overwhelm their predators. Enough of them survived to mate, to reproduce, uh, lay their eggs, uh, and, and, and have the offspring hatch. And so uh, what's interesting to us that study cicadas is that these are instances that may show how new broods form. Indeed, here in Cincinnati, we've now had a second generation of these early cicadas, and we're now seeing the origin of a brood six occurring here in greater Cincinnati. And the Chicago area is on the verge of seeing a, a, a population of brood nine cicadas coming out. That'll be another another 13 years from now. Wow. My studio producer, Coleman, had a question that he wanted me to ask you, but I've already forgotten what it was. Coleman, what did you want me to ask the professor? Okay, so when the cicadas go underground and there's some sort of land development like uh, a parking lot, like they get cemented, what happens right. to those cicadas? Those, those cicadas will do one of two things. Most likely, well, if it's early in the in their life cycle, and that's say they've clear-cut all the trees and then poured that pavement, that will kill the cicadas. Uh-huh. They, oh. need, they need to be, they, 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 they live off, by, they, they suck the tree roots of, of moisture to keep all that alive, and then they tunnel around the tree roots. If those trees die or they're cut down and then pavement put over them, uh, that will kill those. However, let's say somebody puts a deck in their back, a, a, a cement uh, patio or something mm-hmm. in their back, and it's not cut, didn't require the killing of trees, but cicadas come up under that and they hit that cement, they will actually tunnel along the bottom of that cement uh, until they find a way out, if they're lucky. Yeah. If they go the wrong direction, end up under the house, they're, 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 they're goners. But, wow. but uh, uh, the, I've actually seen uh, uh, these concrete, concrete pavements lifted up and see all hundreds of little cicada tunnels all over the side, and the holes are along the edge of the, wow. of the, uh, the patio. Life will find a way. Um, uh, how will both of these broods coming out at the same time be important? How, what, what kind of different impact will that have from other years when you only get one at a time? Like, is there a sort of cumulative, uh, exponential, some, I'm not finding the right word to ask this, but what happens because there's so many more of them than there are usual? Well, what usually happens in this, and, and of course, the fact that they're coming out, two broods are coming out at once is not unusual. It ha- there's, because there's 12 17-year broods and three 13-year broods, that can happen over 30 times every 221 years. Oh, usually they're usually they're widely separated. For example, the last time Brood Seven emerged in upstate New York, that's when we had Brood Twenty Two emerging in northern Louisiana. So those that didn't really have much of an impact. What's exciting about this year's emergence is that there is a narrow zone in central Illinois where the two broods overlap. Wow. And uh, so I think what that this has led some people to think we're going to have double the cicadas, the double double the cicada fun, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, and but the thing is that. Both those areas of the overlap are at the extreme edges of both broods. 
which means the numbers may not be that much greater than they would be in the middle of the of their brood where they come up where they're historically known to come up in big numbers. Uh, what is the benefit to having these giant broods come out? It's got to be uh, a lot of you know food for birds and such, right? Uh, who 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 eats these things? Everything eats these things: dogs, cats, people, squirrels. <laughs> I've seen deer eat them. I've seen I've seen fungus wow. of turtles eating them, snakes eating them. What? Uh, it it is Snake. amazing. You said people eat them. Do you know some good cicada recipes? Well, I don't eat them anymore. Uh, uh-huh. I don't because uh, cicadas got me tenure. <laughs> <laughs> you probably want to not eat the thing that's keeping you in your tenure position. Absolutely. And indeed, there. And, and indeed, there. I've, I've I've been interviewed with some chefs who uh, who make it a point to uh, to uh, create recipes for cicadas. But periodical cicadas are not a sustainable food object. Mm-hmm. So when we <laughs> you think get, about you can't like, harvest them every year. Yeah, it's not like. Off- you know, there's chatter occasionally about, hey, we got to move away from, you know, factory farm cows and pigs, and we're going to all have to start eating insects. But cicadas are not an option for that because they just, they only come out so often, right? Right. And, uh, and of course, one of the things that the, uh, the settlers in, uh, in Plymouth, uh, Massachusetts, when the, when the pilgrims came over in the, the 17th century, they discovered that the indigenous populations did indeed harvest cicada nymphs during cicada years and uh, uh uh, uh, roasted them and, and consumed them, and that's part of the reason why the uh, the era that cicadas were called locusts over several centuries was because the indigenous populations uh, ate locusts. John the Baptist liked locusts. They come on big numbers like plagues, and there's the plagues of locusts and Exodus, and so I think that had a lot to do with people's understanding of yeah. what to call these strange insects. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Exodus, because I wanted to ask you about that, too. Are, are these cicadas and the locusts from the Bible the same insect, essentially? No, they're not. Uh, the, the, the locusts from the Bible are like grasshoppers. Uh-huh. And they, they have chewing mouth parts, and they can literally devour everything in their path, and they come out in these big, big numbers. Right. They'll, they'll, cicadas, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah the, the locusts will wreck your crops and stuff, but the cicadas won't right. do that? Yes. They won't do that. They have sucking mouth parts, and they eat very little... Uh, as adults, they they do uh, have to remain hydrated, so they'll with their sucking mouth parts will puncture, puncture just through the surface of the bark and get moisture to keep themselves hydrated. Uh, and uh, also, they they uh, uh, they they don't have jumping hind legs like locusts and what have you. So they're very different indeed. And that was a little bit of a controversy in the in the 1730s when a, a a scientist sent a report to the Royal Society in London saying we got these locusts. And of course, the Royal Society said you've mistaken locusts for cicadas, cicadas for locusts, I should say. And he didn't believe them. So get this: in 1734, they arranged for a Egyptian locust to be sent from Cairo to Boston in 1734, <laughs> and it got there. No kidding. <laughs> no, it got there. What and did he they admitted feed it? That it well, they, 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 it was dead. It, oh, it was dead. I thought you meant it was alive. Okay, eat, they, gotcha. No, it was, it, it, uh, it was dead, but, it, uh, but the thing is, I just can't believe it got there. <laughs> With, yeah, not, and, uh, uh, he, it, not, not great tracking and logistics and all that in terms of, uh, you know, transatlantic shipping not, in 1734, I guess. Okay. Not, not at all. So, um, but uh, but uh, he admitted that it was not definitely not a locus. Gotcha. Okay, I have a couple more extremely serious questions to ask, Professor, very serious scientific stuff. Brace yourself. The cicadas are going to be making all this noise, buzzing around and buzzing and buzzing. What are what are they saying to one another? 
Well, the uh, the the scene, the chorusing, is that's basically a, a a mating call. I see. And the ma- the males gather in trees in large numbers. They start chorusing, and then that attracts the females to fly into the trees. When the males are close in pro- close proximity to the female, she can't sing. She has no sound making apparatus like the calls that the males have. But if she hears a male close by and he starts to mingle, she'll flick her wings to to give her essentially to tell him that she's interested. Wow. Just <laughs> and, between and you and me and the wallpaper professor, I was in advanced choir in high school and it did not help me attract females. Well, it doesn't always work with the cicadas either because in the middle of these courses, sometimes the loudness, the, 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 the noise level drops a little bit. That's when the cicadas that didn't attract a female fly to another tree. Wow. <laughs> and it's like, Basically, it's like a gigantic cicada singles bar, these trees. I love it. That's great. Single and ready to mingle. Okay. And if if you're not lucky here, they go across the, you know, check that tree over there. Yeah. We struck out at this bar. Let's move on to the next one. Coleman and I know that trick. All right. Listen, um, this is a pretty weird question, and I don't mean to put you on the spot with something really weird, but I just have to ask this. If the cicadas had a soundtrack for their emergence, what do you think it would be? Like, as a person who thinks about cicadas all the time, what what song or what genre of music comes to your head when you're envisioning them coming out of the ground? Like, what's the soundtrack for this? Well, it's, it's to say that in 2004, the uh, uh, Chamber of Commerce from Cincinnati actually released a, a CD of cicada songs. Although what? I don't think they were trying to emulate the cicadas. They basically had a folk song, they had a rap song, they had a... <laughs> <laughs> a pop song, all singing about cicadas. Uh, but uh, I was also on there. I had a, my track was basically a, a five-minute recording of a massive chorus of cicadas, and it was called Gene Kritzky and the and a Million in the Band. Wow. I had no idea. I thought that was such a weird question. I got a very satisfactory answer. We'll pause there, Professor. Well, but, so nice speaking with you today. Was there something well, else? One last thing. If I yes, could, please. We got I can't tell you. Bob Dylan did record a, call, a song called And the Locust Sang for Me in 1970 when, the, when he experienced a brood 10 emergence. Is that right? So ch- check out the master. Okay. We'll do that. Maybe we'll play that coming out of the next break. Uh, professor, thank you so much. Hey, how, how can people get your book if they want to learn more about this? Uh, the Tale of Two Broods is available on Amazon as ebook and a paperback. Okay, A Tale of Two Broods, authored by Gene Kritzky, who's a professor emeritus of biology at Mount St. Joseph University in Cincinnati, Ohio. Really nice speaking with you today. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend, Professor. Thank you, you too. Bye-bye. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> yes, excellent. Okay, great. Um, any comments, questions, feedback you have about cicadas? A lot of you are giving me some good cicada jokes and text here. I'm going to read those as soon as we come back. <laughs> I love it. I'm Ian Hokin for Scoop. We'll be right back on WWL. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.